1: My father was an Ulster man, pro- Protestant was he. My mother was a Catholic girl from County Cork, was she. They were married in two churches, lived happily enough until the day that I was born and things got rather tough. Oh, it's the biggest mix-up that you have ever seen. My father he was Orange and my mother she was Green. My father, I was away by
2: and welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network and the X-Zone Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, toll free worldwide, 1 800 610 7035. That's 1 800 610 7035. My email address is exzone at exzoneradiotv.com and our website www.exzoneradiotv.com. Exonation, my guest this hour is Lorna Byrne, and uh, she is a best selling international best-selling author, and has been seeing and talking to angels since she was a baby. Very unusually, she sees angels physically, just as you see someone sitting across from you, Uh, dyslectic and diagnosed as a retarded as a child. She has never read a book. She says that the angels are her teacher's, and she shares their wisdom in an authentic and charming way. The story of her life sharing the wisdom God and the angels have taught her angels in my hair A blockbuster in her native Ireland, 20 weeks at number one, and the best-selling non-fiction book in Ireland in 2009 after Barack Obama's Dreams of My Father. A Sunday Times bestseller in the United Kingdom, it is now translated into 20 languages including Japanese, Korean, and Russian. In the USA, it is published by Doubleday. The overwhelming reaction of the millions of readers internationally to Angels in My Hair is that it has given them hope, helped them to realize that no matter how alone they might feel, they have a guardian angel that is at their side. And Lorna Byrne, welcome to the X-Zone. Hello, I'm delighted to
3: be talking
2: with you. It's great having you with us tonight here on the X-Zone, Lorna. What was it like when you saw your very first angel.
3: And the only way I can say that is I I cannot remember a moment never seeing angels. So I would always say to people, you know, from the moment I opened my eyes and um, you know, I always remember lying in, in, in my cot, you know, as 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 an infant and reaching out and trying to catch them and, um, you know, to touch them, especially when my mom would be bending over me um, to fix my blanket or something. They they were there all all of the time. You have to remember when I was a little child, and um, I didn't actually know what they were at first. Mm-hmm. It was only as as I grew, and um, they started to tell me, and they told me to keep it a secret. And at the time, I didn't understand why I was to keep it a secret, but that was really um, because I was dyslexic, and in Ireland way back then, if a child had learning difficulties, and you know they were considered retarded. And in Ireland back then, they didn't even know what the lexic was. And I know I'm not even pronouncing it properly. And, and, of course, I think I was maybe about two or two and a half. You know, I had a little brother that had died before I was born.
4: Oh.
3: But I used to see him and play with him. And he used to change size. You know, sometimes when my mom would be asleep in the chair. Mm-hmm. and He would be an infant in her arms. And other times he would be playing with me, but he would be older. And then one day we just touched, you know, we were playing in front of the fire with with blocks and we touched and it was just so tingly, you know, that it made me laugh and smile. And it was really from then that the angels explained, you know, they explained to me that my little brother, you know, was a soul. He wasn't an angel like them.
2: Lorna, please stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Lorna Byrne is our special guest, Exxon Nation, www.lornabyrne.com. That's L-O-R-N-A-B-Y-R-N-E.com. We'll be back we'll be on back. the other side of this break as we continue right here in the Exxon. Don't go away. My father, he
4: was on my mother,
1: she was green. Baptized my father.
4: long time ago when the earth was green And there was more kinds of animals than you'd ever seen They'd run around free while the earth was being born But the loveliest of them all was the unicorn There was green alligators and long neck geese Some Humpty camels and some chimpanzees Some cats and rats and elephants, but sure as you're born the loveliest of all was the unicorn Now God seen some sinning, and it gave him pain and he
2: says Lorna Byrne is my special guest exonation. She is the author of Angels in My Hair and her website is www.lornabyrne.com. That's L-O-R-N-A-B-Y-R-N-E. Dot com. Lorna, before you and I left for the commercial break, you were telling us how your brother, who had passed, was was with you a number of times, playing with you. At times, he would appear to be the size of a baby in your mother's arms, and then at other times, he would be playing with you. And and before we went to the break, you you told us mm-hmm. how you touched him and and you and it was like tingly all over was this the very first time that you touched your brother as as an angel
3: it was the, the first first time and it was tingly and all of all sparks and that was when the angels explained to me that my brother was a soul not an angel mm-hmm. and that they they were angels and the angels have been in my life you know right up to this very day now and um, they have been my best friends and my companions and absolutely great teachers. Because you have to remember, I was considered retarded, so I didn't get any education at all. You went to school and you were put into the back seat in the class, and the teacher didn't didn't bother with you. But I see angels with everybody, and I know you have a guardian angel there with you. I don't doubt it at all. And I suppose that's one of the most important things people find great comfort from the book because it's reminding them of that, that they have a guardian angel, that's the gatekeeper of their soul. And that guardian angel never leaves them, not even for one second, so they're not alone. And that alone has given um, people great comfort. You know, no matter what's happening in -hmm. in their lives now, they know that that they're not alone. And all that you have to do is just ask.
2: But what ha- what about people who don't believe in God? Do they still get a guardian angel?
3: I have to smile now, even when you when you say that. Um, when I go outside, you know, and now because of the book, I've been traveling, you know, yes. around the world and all of that. I see angels with every single human being, man, woman, and child. And um, it doesn't matter whether they believe or not and everyone has a soul and god has given us all each and every one of us a guardian angel as a gift to help to look after us and especially to be the gatekeeper of of our souls and what would i say even even in dublin there is a synagogue you know here in ireland most people are catholic but now it's kind of changing because we have a lot of people coming into the country and I always remember, you know, passing the synagogue, and one day, you know, loads of the men came out, and the guardian angels and all the other angels around them were absolutely beautiful. It doesn't make any difference what religion you are. You have a guardian angel, and I think that is one of the most wonderful things.
2: Lorna, tell me, what is the role of a guardian angel?
3: It's actually to, the main role is, is to be with you all of the time and never leave you. And the main role is to be, you know, the gatekeeper of your soul, but as well, it, it's to help to to protect you in all the ways that the angel can. And your guardian angel it allows another angels to give you a, heap, a helping hand, and even allows in, you know, the soul of someone that maybe you loved that has passed over, and mm-hmm. um, to be there, you know. And that alone, in the book, I have written a little piece about about it, where you know, when maybe a young child dies, a mother, you know, they're getting great comfort to know that, you know, that little soul, their, their little baby, did choose them to be their mother.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, even if it couldn't stay, you know, and that alone has given um, an awful lot of parents and um, great comfort. You know, and that that's what I suppose we're, we're all to to remember. You know, we're we human. You know, but we have a soul, and. Our body dies, but we don't. Our soul lives. You know, it's just our body that walks away in the ground. We actually live. And I I suppose people that say, where's the proof? I can't give the proof. It's only faith. You know, I see them. And I I do ask God, you know, and the angels, please let everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I know all over the world now, more and more people are... Are experiencing and um, things to do with their angels you know or even experiencing things to do with you know a loved one that passed over you know that that would they'd feel their presence and give them comfort to help them grieve. you know there are so many things you know people are just so hungry and thirsty they're, they're afraid. I know some people would laugh and ridicule, but but yet they're as hungry and, and as thirsty as a person who believes because they, they want to know as well, and God and the angels and your soul, that is what is the supernatural. You know, that, that that's, that's the thing we, we're, we're all longing to know, that there is more to life, that there is angels and that, that we have a soul and that God does exist.
2: Now, how do you communicate with your angels?
3: Um, I'd have to smile at that because all that you have to do is ask. And I suppose maybe the first thing is just to acknowledge within yourself, say to yourself, well, what have I got to lose? You know, in just trying to believe, you know, that that is the the first step. And then in just asking, you know, so many times I hear so many um, people talk to me and they would say, you know, they have asked you know, for such and such a thing, and they didn't get it, you know, and they'd be saying, "Well, how could my angel exist if if I don't get what I ask and I always smile at them, and I would say to them, "Wait, and it always happens that they come back later and they will tell you, "You know, I'm glad I didn't get for what I asked because what I have now is better and that that's what we what we must we must remember most of the time. You know, we think something, you know, is really important to us or that we need that job, mm-hmm. you know, and then we're wondering why we didn't get it because we were asking our angel for it. But then the next job you get, you'll find that that's really the job that you want not the other one.
2: Why doesn't God or the angels stop bad things from happening, Lorna? For example, the death of a child that you and I were just talking about a few minutes I know. ago, or, or or even the major earthquakes in Haiti and Chile.
3: That is the really big, big question, and that that is the the one I'd give out to God and the angels about. And um, I know we we all have free will, right? You know, and. Some, some, we, that, I suppose that is one of the things that, that we have to remember. We are human and our human body is going to die. And I know a parent would say, why, you know, did my child get sick? You know, my child lived for seven years and then, then he died. But one thing I always notice when there's a sick child in a family or anyone, most of the time, a lot of the family, no matter what they're going going through, you know, with coping with it, they always seem to grow spiritually. Most of the time it joins a family together. And I've heard this so many times. People would say, you know, the electricity bill is not important at all anymore. You know, they stop worrying about the things maybe you and I are worrying Mm -hmm. about because they have someone ill in their family and they know the most important thing is that person. You know, I, I don't know why we have earthquakes you know, I know we kind of damage our planet, and I know our planet kind of is is alive and twists and turns. Certainly. And has to heal itself. You know, I suppose maybe at times if, if we were a little bit more careful, maybe we wouldn't have so many earthquakes. It's a big, big question, and I give out to God all, all of the time. It's because the angels have been in my life all, all, all of the time right till now. I have gone through an awful lot as well. But, yes, I wouldn't change my life for anything. You know, um, even in in the short space, you know, I've not known my little brother when he was, you know, because he was born before I I was and he died before I was born. But I know I'm gifted in the way that I got to know him spiritually as well. But even um, when the angels told me I would write and, you know, the angel Elijah um, walked across the water and told me about the young man I would marry, you know, and showed him to me in, in a vision, and then told me, you know, he would become ill and I would look after him and we'd have children, but he would die, you know, a young man. And um, I still wouldn't change that because the only way I can say I loved my husband very much and I was just, you know, so delighted to have him for the length of time I did. And to me, that is the most important thing. Maybe that would help to answer the, answer your question.
2: Children, God bless them, are, are, are so precious. Do they have special guardian angels?
3: Every child has a guardian angel. You, you have to remember, children have only just come, come from heaven. And very young children, you know, they turn around and, and they will say, you know, Mommy, your angel is there beside you or or your angel, Mom, said, you know, you're not to do something. Or they might actually turn around and say to you, um, Granda said, Mom, you're not to go out to the shops now. Children give, um, young children now especially, give messages to us all of the time because they have just come from heaven. Their soul is so pure and they don't have, what would you say, any hang-ups or, you know, they, they hear their angels, they see them, and they, they respond to them. It is just that when they get older, they get conditioned. You know the way a parent will turn around and say to a child, oh, don't be telling fibs. If a child turned around and said, you know, I'm going outside to play with my little friend, you know, um, we would turn around and say, don't, don't be making up stories. I always say to parents, you shouldn't say anything like that to the child. You should just smile. Leave them, leave them, you know, to believe, and maybe one day they'll turn around and tell you it was my angel I was talking to.
2: Just because we can't see the angel doesn't mean the child can't.
3: That, that's exactly because, as I said, they have just come from heaven. Their mm-hmm. soul is is so pure. It's not not like ours, you know. Because what would you say? Um, we're, we're more inclined to lie that than a child is. You know, we're more inclined to, to do to do the wrong things. Lorna, you they and I have to take anything, our news break. Good? Please stand by. Okay. Lorna
2: Byrne is our special guest, Exxon Nation, www.lornabyrne.com. The name of her book is Angels in My Hair. My name is Rob McConnell. Lorna Byrne and I return on the other side of this break after the news as the Exxon continues on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away.
1: Forced Metaphors,
5: presented by Progressive.
1: Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.
2: Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in The X-Zone. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell.
3: Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyards in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal
5: radio
2: show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara on the Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell.
1: Welcome to The
2: X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. In our darkest hours, to show us how to live, to teach us how to give, to guide us with the light of love. And welcome back Exon Exxon Nation, Lorna Byrne is our special guest. We're talking about angels this hour of the Exxon. Lorna's website is www.lornaburn.com, and the name of her book is angelsinmyhair.com. Lorna, what do angels look like? Do they have those beautiful wings that we've seen in paintings by the great masters? Do they have that beautiful glowing hair, those blue eyes?
3: Is this Mm -hmm. what an angel looks like? Um, Angels are absolutely beautiful, and the only way I can explain to you is they would be unexplainable in in one sense to to describe them, but what they do is they give a human appearance within themselves, and sometimes I do see them with wings, but not all of the time. And um, with every human being, I see that light of the guardian angel right behind them. I always say about three steps, and that light is your guardian angel. Um, some of the angels, my own personal angels, like Michael and Elijah and Hoses, they give such a human appearance, and especially Michael, that um, one day when I was in the college here in Maynooth, um, it was a time when my husband was alive, and the angel Michael was walking with me. And there was two priests coming in the opposite direction and they turned around and they said hello father they didn't say hello father to me now it was to michael and he gave a human appearance as dressed you know like a priest Um, and another time um, an elderly lady well she's elderly now she turned around to me one day and she turned around and said you know i saw that young man you were walking with and I knew quite well she couldn't have seen me out walking with, with a young man. I knew it had to be um, Michael because I, I wouldn't have been out walking with, 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 with someone else except my husband. Um, and I know all around the world people, you know, they, they will say, you know, a stranger came up and gave them a helping hand under extreme circumstances. And then afterwards, you know, they just were gone. And they could never find them. And I believe that that would have been a, an angel that gave such a human appearance. But one thing about angels is their feet never touch the ground. And sometimes, you know, it just looks like as 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 if as if they do, but but they don't. They they are just beautiful, and they do glow. And just like the angel Michael, he does have sapphire blue eyes. Um, but it's like his his eyes have oh what'd you say, it's like, you know, they have such a light in them that it's like as if you can travel for miles down through them when you look into them. You know. And I suppose one thing one of us we should always remember, you know, God's angels will never ask you to do anything wrong. They never ask you to be spiteful or mean. You know, so that's how people would say how how do they know and the angel is talking to them, or the angel is guiding them on a, on something and that's that's the best way to to understand the guardian angel will never ask you to do anything wrong
2: do the angels well, let, let me let me give you a, a situation let's say that someone's grandmother passes away. Can grandmother come back as a guardian angel
3: no. I I would be asked that question. And no, your grandmother doesn't come back as a guardian angel. Your grandmother is a soul. We're more than angels. And I always feel embarrassed in one sense when I'm saying this, but this is what the angels have told me and what God has told me. Um, Angels are only creatures. And God created them, but they're only creatures. We are souls. We are, you know, that, that little dot. That's what our soul is, you know, of that light of God. We're, mm-hmm. we're part of God. And, and that's another reason why the angels love to be around us, because then they are in the presence of God's light, which is our soul. We're more. So it is your guardian angel that, that never leaves you for one second. And it's your guardian angel that would allow your grandmother to say who had passed through had passed over, to come in and to be around you because you need to feel her presence, you know, or, or you, in a sense, called her. Right. But your grandmother won't stay with you every second. She will come and go, but she's not an angel. We are more than angels, and, and to me, that is just unbelievable. You know, I, I, I'd get embarrassed when, when, when i have to say, you know, angels are only creatures, but they have told me to say to let people know. And um, I've heard from people all all around the world and, you know, I have a website as well with questions and there's a prayer scroll and there's just so many letters coming in from all ages, you know, from the age of eight, you know, a child and um, right up to 98 years of age. And I'm kind of so surprised that so so many young men you know, you know, believe in angels. I, I thought it would only all be women and and girls, um, but it, it is incredible. And um, I even have a 14 year old and mother sent me a letter, and he's a boy, and he, he he she wants me to meet her son because her son believes so strongly in angels. And I've just heard from so many people saying how it has changed their lives. Even a young girl from I think Colombia. She said she read the book and she turned around and in the letter she said she was very bad and she named out a few things. And she said in reading the book now, now she knows she has a guardian angel. She's going to try and be good. You know, and she asked me to pray and to ask her guardian angel to help her. She doesn't want to be as she is. She wants to be a better, good person. And that seems to be what the book is doing. It's, It's just changing people, you know, for the better. You know, making people, you know, to be more loving and more caring and reaching out to each other. And I remember saying to God, you know, if the book helps just one person in the world, I would be very happy. But it seems to be helping people right across the world. It's it's unbelievable. I find it unbelievable myself and, and I have written it. And you have to remember as a child, the angels used to say, you know, I would write about them. And then the day the angel Michael, you know, came up behind me and told me it was getting near time for me to write. I was married and I was feeling my little daughter home. And I remember turning to him and smiling and laughing and saying, Michael, I can't even read or write. And you expect me to write a book. And he just said plenty of help would be sent. And just all the miracles that um, have happened from then is is unbelievable as well. You know, I, I just started to say, you know, I'm thinking of writing. And someone who I hadn't known at the time went out and bought me a DAO laptop. And I can speak into it and it prints out. I'm just hoping, more than i I'm all the time praying now, that technology will get better. <laughs> you know, and that, that's how I've actually written the book, is speaking in, into the computer.
2: Now, are there more and more angels coming to this planet? because of the the problems that were in the the very touchy situation in the middle east um the ongoing terrorist attacks the the men and women who are fighting for freedom and democracy around the world do the angels have the ability to call other angels in for help
3: yes they do and they do that all of the time there's just so many angels. I, I just say they're being poured down in buckled balls on, onto the earth, you know, for us. And they're going around unemployed.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And and we need to, you know, to become conscious and ask them. I say to people, you ask your guardian angel to ask, you know, the angels of other people that you know. And even, you know, where there's war, what you're talking about now. And I have to smile when you when you say that because... I met, I was in a hotel one day and this man came over to me and he recognised me and he said, you know, you wrote the book Angels in My Hair and he said he read it but he turned around and said to me, you know, your book wouldn't be allowed to be published in my country and he turned around and said, it's a pity I didn't. you didn't write this back, you know, a year or so ago beforehand. He said because he turned around and he said, he didn't listen to god's angels he listened to the other side and because one day with his family bombs were dropping and there was a whole load of killing going on and he said some of his family got hurt and he said he was so full of revenge and hate and in reading the book it's like as if it woke him up he realized what he had done he'd gone out and done the same thing and he said now he looks at his own little children and he says the thoughts of it he says if somebody came along with the same revenge as he had and killed my children. He said, How how can how can the world stop revenge? You know, and yeah. he said he would never do it again. You know, and I, I suppose maybe that's how war happens. You know, we hurt somebody um, and and the, then that person, you know, reaches out to hurt his back.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's where we need to you know call on our own guardian angels and ask the angels of all the people you know the terrorists you know even those who are not terrorists, you know to reach out to their guardian angels to to empower them to 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 help you know stop someone being angry or someone being mad or somebody you know, feeling so emotional that, that they don't feel any pain as such, so they go and hurt someone else. And um, how can you have, you know, peace in the world if you don't have it in, in our own homes? So it's like even within a, within our family, if there's any dispute or any little argument, you know, it's kind of just reach out, open the door again. We have to start somewhere. And I'm always asking the angels to pour down in those countries that you have spoke of there now and I get loads of letters from from parents from the states who have their sons you know with peacekeeping um, soldiers you know asking for them to be protected and I ask the guardian angel to protect them no we we all need to do that to make this you know a better world we 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 have our guardian angel that's a gift from God you know. Angels are gifts from God to, to us. Let's use them. You know, let's, let's empower them. Let's empower ourselves. Let's reach out, out to each other. And it's only asking. Well,
2: mm-hmm. let's take a look at September 11, 2001, when those terrorists flew planes into the World Trade Center, to the Pentagon. Yeah. And we're going to attack another city before the brave people on board that flight over Pennsylvania brought the aircraft down so others could live. Why couldn't the angels have stopped that before it happened and saved 3,000 lives? I understand the, that we have yeah. free soul, but I have a hard time trying to justify, if all this goodness is around us, why so many people have to die.
3: And I suppose in the book Angels in My Hair, I have a story in there about a young man, you know, that that was murdered, you know, by the what what you would call now the terrorists in Ireland, and mm-hmm. um, because there was war up the north Northern Ireland. And I know even with those planes, you know, that that again is, i I always feel nervous talking about this part because. God introduced me to Satan, so Satan exists. And I call him Satan because I was brought up a Catholic. That's the name I know I know of him. It's, it is the the one that most people would call the devil. Right. And we find it so easy to listen. Those terrorists that, you know, took over those planes, mm-hmm. that's what they were listening to. And But I know their angels were there. All of the time, their guardian angel was there and never left them either for a second, you know, doing their best, trying to get them to listen, not to hurt anyone, not to be doing what what they're doing. But the sad thing is that they were probably, you know, hurt themselves so much, just like that man I met in the hotel. He did terrible things, but he would never do it again because of, of revenge. And I know the people on, on the airplanes, I know all the angels were there with them. And I know that one particular airplane that the people, you know, were able to make the phone calls, all yes. the passengers. And um, I know the angels were there with them and I know they did not die alone. But, but yet I, I know it kind of woke the world up as well. You know, their death wasn't meaningless. And... And that, that is very hard because I know family, you know, miss them terribly. Um, but, but yes, it, it, it has woken you know, the people of America up. It has woken the...
0: Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful.
3: It's not all sports
0: points and touchdowns. So Progressive is gonna help you take your mind off your team for a moment.
4: So, Nation,
2: my guest this hour is a very special lady. Her name is Lorna Byrne. Her website is www.lornabyrne.com. That's L-O-R-N-A-B-Y-R-N-E.com. And we've been speaking to Lorna at her home in Ireland. She's the author of Angels in My Hair. And, uh, you know, Lorna, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Do the Irish have a particular connection with angels
3: um i believe they do because you know saint patrick where he was a very spiritual mm-hmm. man a holy man and he banished you know the snakes from ireland yes so we we were all conscious that you know he was listening to his angel you know to his guardian angel because he done wonderful things and so sure, all around the world you know a lot of places celebrate, you know, St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. and it is something very big here in Ireland. It has not just one day, but you would say, you know, all this week, um, we have been celebrating St. Patrick.
2: Do the angels have anything that they would like you to share with our worldwide listening audience tonight?
3: And one thing the angels are saying to me is for you know, for you just to become conscious you have a guardian angel mm-hmm. and to ask, you know, for, for their help and to ask for signs even, you know, but try not to miss the signs that our angels give us. And sometimes a person, you know, might, might say, well, I'd love a sign of um, a flower or something. But again, you know, maybe you, you have to remember your, your guardian angel has to ask someone humanly to give you that flower. And one of the the young people of the world, you know, young children, you could be out walking and a small child will come up to you and hand you a flower. And again, that is where the children, you know, listen to their angels so much. And it's just maybe for ourselves, the thing to try and listen. You know, when when you hear that little voice inside of you or, or that feeling you get in your tummy or, you know, when you're walking down down the street and... you you know you should smile at someone when they're passing you by, even if they're strangers, go and give them the smile. Because, you know, your angels ask us to do simple things like that, but all those simple things are so important. Or sometimes the angels will whisper in your ear and will bring, you know, a name into your mind. You know, it could be your your aunt or, or a friend, you know, and they're asking you to give them a ring. And that is something that the angels tell me you know we we are good listeners but we say to ourselves you know or oh, that would be foolish to ring aunt mary you know i haven't spoken to her in years but you have to remember aunt mary could be feeling down in herself or lonely and she could be saying to the angels will you let catherine give me a ring Laura, we have to say so long, dear. We've just time. run out of
2: time for tonight. Okay. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Continued success to you. Love to your angels. You. And from everyone over here in Canada, to you and yours and the great people of Ireland, a very happy St. Patrick's Day.
3: And the same from Ireland to all your listeners and yourself. Happy St. Patrick's
2: Day. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past the hour as the exome continues. Don't go away.